1: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.
2: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all.
3: And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
0: Tonight, as we come on the air, we're following several big stories about police encounters and racial injustice, including a fatal shooting of a 20 year old, with the police saying it was an accident. Body cam video shows the fatal mix up in Minnesota. An officer fires her gun instead of her taser, just miles away from where former officer Derek Chauvin is on trial for the murder of George Floyd. Violent protests. National Guard troops are sent into Minneapolis as a curfew is in place, the city on edge tonight. Tearful testimony.
2: That's my oldest brother, George.
0: George Floyd's brother takes the stand as a cardiologist says Floyd would be alive if not for the knee on his neck. And in Virginia, another case, an officer fired after video surfaces of police pepper spraying an army medic. Breaking news, a shooting at a school in Tennessee will have the latest. The new warning, the CDC director tells Michigan to shut down as the state's governor pleads for more vaccines with more than one in four high school students testing positive for COVID. The president's big sell. As President Biden meets with Republicans and Democrats today, the question about how much of his $2 trillion plan is actually infrastructure. Plus, why Iran tonight is vowing revenge against Israel for a blackout at the country's largest nuclear plant. Prince Harry returns to Britain to honor his grandfather, Prince Philip as the funeral plans are revealed. And a tradition unlike any other, the history made at the Masters.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell,
3: reporting from the nation's capital.
0: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. The state of Minnesota is on edge and bracing for another night of protests after the police shooting of a black man just a few miles from where former officer Derek Chauvin is on trial for killing George Floyd. Well, tonight the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are under states of emergency and the governor has imposed a seven o'clock curfew for surrounding cities. This after police in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center released body cam video showing Dante Wright being killed During a traffic stop on Sunday. The chief there says the shooting was an accident that the veteran officer who killed Wright thought she was firing her taser when she opened fire during a brief struggle with the 20 year old. Wright's death set off violent protests overnight. And as we come on the air, today's release of that body cam video is doing little to calm a community and a country already outraged by the killing of George Floyd and frustrated by other recent encounters between police and people of color going to cover it all tonight. And CBS's Omar Villafranca is going to lead us off tonight from just outside of Minneapolis in Brooklyn Center. Good evening, Omar.
2: Good evening, Nora. There's a big crowd of protesters behind me blocking the street in front of the Brooklyn Center Police Department. On the other side, National Guardsmen and officers in full riot gear standing behind concrete barricades and fencing that they have just set up getting ready for what could become another long night. This police body cam footage shows the final moments of 20-year-old Dante Wright's life. Officers attempt to handcuff Wright after a traffic stop when Wright struggles to get back in his car. Another officer comes to help. I'll taser, I'll taser. But it was a gun, not a taser that she fired.
4: Taser, taser, taser! taser. Oh my I just shot him. Yeah.
2: Wright managed to speed off, traveling a few blocks before crashing into another car. Authorities tried to revive him, but he died at the scene. Police Chief Tim Gannon described the shooting as an accidental discharge. It is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. The officer, who is described as very senior, has been placed on administrative leave. Calls for action against that officer are growing, including from Brooklyn Center's mayor. We recognize that this couldn't have happened at a worse time. Wright's killing sparked a night of chaos just 10 miles from where former officer Derek Chauvin is on trial for the murder of George Floyd. Protesters confronted police who responded with flashbangs and tear gas. As local businesses were also looted. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey declared a state of emergency, and the governor set a 7 p.m. curfew for the entire city. Spoken to the authorities there. And President Biden mentioned Wright's death.
5: Uh, we should listen to uh, uh, Dante's mom, who is calling for peace and calm.
2: The NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL have all postponed their games here in Minnesota. Again, there is a 7 p.m. curfew in place for tonight. And Nora, will have to see what happens.
0: All right, Omar Franca, thank you. And just miles away from Brooklyn Center, the prosecution at Derek Chauvin's murder trial is close to wrapping up. Tonight, there was emotional testimony from George Floyd's brother. CBS's Jamie Ukas is following the trial in Minneapolis.
2: That's, that's my mother. That's, that's my oldest brother, George. I miss both of them.
6: Heartbreaking testimony from George Floyd's younger brother, Philonis. He talked about George growing up in Houston and his close relationship with their mother.
2: He would always be upon our mom. He was a big mama's boy. He loved her so dearly.
6: He says their mother died before George had a chance to say goodbye in person. The last time Philonis saw George alive was at their mom's funeral in 2018.
2: George just sat there at the casket over and over again. He would just say mama, mama over and over again. He was just in pain the entire time.
6: Earlier on the stand, cardiologist Jonathan Rich echoed the testimony of previous expert witnesses.
3: I believe that Mr. George Floyd's death was absolutely preventable.
6: He said Floyd's heart stopped due to low oxygen levels caused by the officer's actions.
3: I can state with a high degree of medical certainty that George Floyd did not die from a primary cardiac event, and he did not die from a drug overdose.
6: But the defense tried to keep the focus on Floyd's drug use. Meth was found in his system.
4: What is a safe dose of methamphetamine?
3: Prescribed. Illicit. I would never consider any illicit drug to be off the street that's not prescribed by a physician to be safe.
6: That's not the George Floyd his brother remembers.
3: He just knew
2: how to make people feel better.
6: Last night's unrest carried into the courtroom when Chauvin's attorney asked to sequester the jury immediately. The judge said
0: no and indicated the defense will start its case tomorrow. Nora. Jamie Yukis. thank you. We're also following some breaking news from Tennessee, a shooting at a high school in Knoxville late this afternoon. Police got a call about someone with a gun at Austin East High School. Shots were fired. One person was killed and an officer wounded. One other person has been detained. Police say the officer is expected to recover. All right, tonight in Windsor, Virginia, one police officer has been fired and another is under investigation for a traffic stop where an army lieutenant was pepper sprayed handcuffed and held at gunpoint cbs's jeff pegays has the disturbing body cam video that the state's governor says left him angered
2: keep your hands outside the window
4: pulled over because he had no visible license plate army lieutenant garan nazario was clearly worried about what could happen to him if he got out of the car I'm honestly afraid to get out. Temporary tags on Nazario's new SUV were taped to the back out, windshield, now, now. something out, the Windsor, now, Virginia now. police officers had apparently now. overlooked. Get out of the car now!
2: I'm serving this country, and this is how I'm treated? Get
4: out! Get out. Officer Joe Gutierrez, who was fired Sunday for his role in the incident, responds by using a now, phrase now, referencing now. death by electric You're chair.
5: Stunned. You're you to ride the lightning, son.
4: The situation escalates from there. Going. Hold on. I just, I just get out the car. I'm trying to breathe. Ugh, that's up. That's up. Get
2: out of the car now.
4: Nazario eventually exits
5: the SUV.
2: Get on the ground. Get on the ground now. please talk to me? Get on the ground. Get on the ground.
5: It is a sad commentary that when a uh, African-American male who is in uniform is still afraid to exit a car in today's uh, day and age.
4: Today, the sergeant major of the army praised Nazario's professional response to the situation. I'm very proud of him. He wrote. Nazario, who was ultimately not charged, has filed a one million dollar lawsuit. Wow! Not cooperating. Get on the ground. Alleging that the officers involved were racially biased and dangerous. There is more to Nazario's lawsuit. It also alleges that the officers involved threatened to destroy his military career if he complained. The town of Windsor says that it is retraining all of its officers, including the one who was not fired. Nora.
0: All of it caught on tape, and it has angered so many. Jeff Pages, thank you. And we're going to turn now to the fight against coronavirus. Tonight, the director of the CDC is calling on Michigan's governor to impose new restrictions as new infections there skyrocket, while more than 46 percent of adults nationwide have at least one COVID shot, and about 28 percent are fully vaccinated. Health officials are especially worried about five states, including Michigan, where cases are still spiking. This week, we're in those states to find out why. Here's CBS's Mola Lenghi, who reports tonight from Detroit.
3: Nowhere is the coronavirus roaring back more fiercely than Michigan. And tonight, an alarming number of cases in the state, nearly as many now as there were during the worst of the pandemic. New cases per capita are the highest in the nation here, 72% greater than the next highest state. Michigan's positivity rate, nearly three times more than the national average. And now, nearly two dozen hospitals in the state are at least 90% full.
0: The situation in Michigan is pretty
5: concerning. It's as bad as it was over the holidays. Uh, The variants are definitely
3: one of the drivers of it. State officials begging the Biden administration for help.
0: We're really um, encouraging them to think about surging vaccines into the state of Michigan.
3: But today, this from the CDC director.
4: The answer is not necessarily to give vaccine. The answer to that is to go back to where we were last spring, um,
3: last summer, and to, to shut things down. The governor today extending workplace restrictions, which allow people to work remotely if possible, as she urges a two-week pause on indoor dining, in-person learning for high schools, and youth sports. But those are voluntary. In Michigan, high school-age kids are far more likely to be infected than any other age group. More than one in four test positive, including 15-year-old Neve O'Connell.
4: When I first got it, I was pretty upset about it. My case was super mild. School is very important to me. So the ability to come play sports and gives my body a time to relax.
3: The variants that are overtaking Michigan are now spreading across all 50 states with the B117 or UK variant dominating. And tonight, a new study confirming that variant is 35% more transmissible, but researchers now say it's not more severe or deadly than the original COVID strain. In Michigan, student athletes are now tested every week. It
7: puts a burden on
3: us. You're just like, wow, that's, this is life now.
0: What's happening in Michigan today could be what's happening in other states tomorrow.
3: All Michigan residents 16 and older can now get vaccinated at sites like Ford Field here, which administers about 5,000 shots every single day. And, you know, that can't come soon enough, especially for younger children. The White House saying today, once approved by the FDA, kids will likely be able to get their shots at their pediatrician's office. Nora.
0: That'll be a big change, Mola Lenghi. Thank you. And there's some big news tonight out of the White House. President Biden says he is prepared to negotiate on the size of his infrastructure plan and how to pay for it. This comes as he met for the first time with Republican and Democratic lawmakers in the Oval Office. There are deep disagreements not only about the contents of the bill, but also the definition of infrastructure. CBS's Weija Jiang is at the White House.
1: Good evening, Weija. Good evening to you, Nora. President Biden met with that bipartisan group for about an hour, but Republicans slammed his bill before the meeting even started, arguing that only a small fraction of the $2.3 trillion plan addresses traditional infrastructure like roads and bridges. They have criticized several items in it, including $400 billion in Medicaid spending and nearly $200 billion for the electric car industry. And even though Mr. Biden said today he is prepared to to negotiate. It's still unclear how far he is willing to go. Nora.
0: And, Weejay, I want to also ask you about Iran, which tonight is vowing revenge on Israel for an attack on one of the country's nuclear sites. Did the White House know that Israel was going to carry out this attack?
1: The White House said the U.S. was not involved with this attack in any way. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, though, was making his very first trip to Israel at the exact same time. The incident and any Iranian response could complicate President Biden's effort to bring Iran back to the negotiating table for a new nuclear deal.
0: Big news. Weeja Jang. thank you. And there are new details tonight about Prince Philip's funeral. The ceremony will be televised, but only a few people will be allowed to attend. And we're learning grandson Prince Harry will be there. CBS's Holly
8: Williams reports from London. Prince Philip's passing was marked with a 41-gun salute. From Edinburgh to London and a minute's silence in Parliament. A tribute to a military hero who served as consort to the Queen for nearly seven decades. She hasn't been seen in public since his death. Prince Harry has arrived in the UK and is self-isolating, while Meghan, who's heavily pregnant, has stayed in the US on medical advice. He was my grandpa, said Harry in a statement, master of the barbecue, legend of banter and cheeky right till the end. Just weeks after Harry and Meghan's explosive interview with Oprah, former royal correspondent Wesley Kerr told us funerals sometimes bring reconciliation.
1: But I think togetherness, especially at the funeral of a a great patriarch, I think is going to be the key thing.
8: Prince William released this photo of Prince George with his great-grandfather, calling Philip an extraordinary man. The funeral will be held at Windsor Castle, attended by just 30 people because of COVID restrictions. Members of the royal family will follow the coffin, carried in a specially modified Land Rover that Philip helped design, to St George's Chapel, the same church where Harry and Meghan were married. Prince Charles celebrated Philip's life.
4: My dear papa would have been amazed by the touching things that have been said about him.
8: The heir to the throne grieving the loss of a father. Holly Williams, CBS News, London. There's more fallout tonight over Georgia's new
0: voting law. Activists claim that law will make it harder to vote. While well, actor Will Smith and director Antoine Fuqua say they're moving production of their upcoming film, Emancipation, out of Georgia. In a statement, they said we cannot in good conscience provide economic support to a government that enacts regressive voting laws. All right. Tonight, evacuations continue on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent after another volcanic eruption today. The blast sent smoke and ash to Barbados. That's more than 100 miles away. It was larger than the initial eruption on Friday that sent thousands scrambling for safety. Now to a boundary-breaking win at the Masters. Hear what Tiger Woods is saying after this exciting finish Sunday at Augusta. Not only for the viewers and the winner, but for the country he represents. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman.
2: With that winning putt, Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama had mastered Augusta and lifted a burden he carried for all of Japan.
1: So, I I hope taking this green jacket
5: back to Japan... Mm -hmm will be a proud moment for not only the youngsters but all those in Japan that uh, have been rooting for me.
3: Matsuyama
2: was a golf prodigy. For the last decade, he has carried golf-crazy Japan's hopes for a man to win a major championship. He's going to win major. On Sunday, his second shot on 15 skittered off course. Hear the anguish from the Japanese
6: announcers. <laughs>
3: When you put on the green jacket for the first time, raise your hands in the air, big smile.
5: I wasn't able to celebrate on the 18th green, but putting that green jacket on in front of all the patrons made it all worthwhile.
2: Tiger Woods tweeted, this historical win will impact the entire golf world. Matsuyama's caddy bowed in respect to the master's course. Like everyone in golf today, to Hideki Matsuyama. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Augusta, Georgia.
0: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, an important story. Why are women reporting more serious side effects from the COVID vaccines than men? We'll take you inside the science. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.
5: but for the detectives on the scene there were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day 1 who would want to kill their mother and their little sister there is no boogeyman here it is exactly who we think it is i'm peter vance sat from 48 hours this is blood is thicker the hargan family killings listen to blood is thicker the hargan family killings early and ad free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.
7: Hi, it's Stephen Colbert.